fucking go. Oh. Oh, baby. We're back. Welcome to the Money Pen episode four Genesis Open, baby. And I'm here with Sabelli. That's Ernie Sabelli. How you doing, Sabelli? Jonesy, it's so nice to be here, man. Look, I know I'm filling a tough hole right now. I'm coming in the place of a guy that meant a lot to this podcast, Pumbaa. I don't quite know him as a human, but, you know, I'm just here to make picks and do and the best that I can. You want to make something happen? I want to make something and happen. And Buddy thinks he's doing something better? Fucking squid. You're stepping in the Sabelli way and making something happen. Look, Sabelli makes good picks. He really does. Pumbaa? Does nothing. He loses you money, and and his dick is pretty small. Yeah. What? Would you? Would you average that out at two inch? About a one point nine inch rod. Oh, fucking squid. Fucking. He's, squid. he's a massive pussy. And you know what? Here we go though. We're starting off episode four money pen, and the viewers are gonna be excited to hear a new voice. Look, Sibeli's here. Sibeli. Sibeli just makes picks. You know, you win money, and we want money on money pen. Yeah, but but Sabelli Sabelli is like picks and more. Pumbaa was like, he like thinks he can make picks, but he actually he's just a pussy. You think he's a big pussy? I think he's a. Big what do you pussy. think? I mean, you're coming on. Let's hear what you got to say about him. I mean, look, I'm feeling this guy's spots is stepping in on ESPN. ESPN has no idea what they're getting into. With no, this guy. no, this guy's a joke. I mean, I gave him a fair shot on the last episode, but I'm thinking right now, big pussy. Oh my god, yeah. ESPN's it's like a Make a Wish Foundation for this guy. It's a fucking idiot. And and I'll step in. I'll give us good picks. I'm not even gonna, you know, boast about my side of things. But holy fuck. I think we change for the better on the money pen. I really do. I really do. And I think our our viewers are going to make something happen. I think they're going to be excited for a newcomer. I mean, <clears throat> I talked about last episode. I was by myself, and I'm more than excited to have you, buddy. We're going to make something happen, and they know we're going to make something happen, or else, they, you know, I wouldn't invite you on. Oh, yeah. Sabelli picks. <clears throat> Here we fucking go. Sabelli picks. John Z picks. Again, want to give a shout-out. If you don't follow me already, Twitter, Jonesy's Picks. Make it happen. We are up like $500 plus. I haven't looked recently. Don't really give a flying fuck. You need to follow it. I don't give a fuck because if you follow it, then you're riding the horse. If you're not, you're fucking the horse or getting fucked by the horse. And I could give a fuck less about you if you ain't following Twitter. So... Make and, it happen. Speaking of, I think we jump into our first sponsor here. Go ahead, hit us with it. First sponsor. Sibeli's first sponsor, Hams. Hams <laughs> beer. God, this shit is good. Way good. I mean, for all things you can buy, money aside, it is the best in the business. You factor in taste, quality, you know, professionalism of hams. It is so awesome. And then you're like, and it's 45 cents. I can drink this beer and pour into the sink right. for 
45 cents. Yeah. Way yeah, too I good. I could ride on hams. Way too good. I could fucking ride on and hams. And to be honest with you, is there any chance you need one? Oh. Oh, I have one. Oh, got one. We're fucking... I didn't know this, folks. Buddy's got one in his back pocket here. Here we go. Here we fucking go. Cracked. Cracked them. Hams. Hams. It, it, it's the best. Simply the best. So after a ham sponsor, we got to hit him with one of our favorites. I think we talk hockey. Let's talk hockey. Let's talk hockey. I mean, you know, back in the day, Pumbas picks. He likes hockey. Sabelli, he, he's next level. Ernie Sabelli's next level hockey. We're going to talk a little hockey. Going to get into some college basketball. Going to talk some Genesis golf. That's all this pod's about. And then we're back at it. The fuckhead parlor. So let's crack them. Let's start crack them early. What leg you want to start on? Let's hit them on NHL. Okay. And being from the area, I want to crack them on something crazy. I know it's not the fan favorite, but I'd like to talk a little Pittsburgh Penguin action. I want to give a congratulations to Brian Burke, president of operations, and Ronnie Hextall. Big, big deal with the Pittsburgh Penguins, new GM of the team. And to be quite honest with you, they're coming off a 3 nothing loss against the Washington Capitals. We had we had the Islanders, you know, on a little bit of a break here. The Pittsburgh Penguins are going to take on the Islanders tomorrow, 7 o'clock. And after a 3-0 loss, I'm going to take the Penguins minus 1.5. Okay. Um, uh, let me ride with it on that. I'm also going to take the over. Five and a half on Penn's Islanders total. Let me know what you think about that, Sabelli. Look, Sabelli's on here. Sabelli's not going to dick ride you for much longer. Mm-hmm. Sabelli likes to win. And Sabelli's here to fight. And and you know what? Sabelli loves the Islanders tomorrow. Well, there we and go. And I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, but the Islanders are the hottest team in the NHL right now. They're on three straight. They're absolutely buzzing and you know what the pittsburgh penguins are donkey shit we've said it from the start they have nothing this team sucks they're fucking scrambling in the in the front office they've got washed up fucking loser pussies running the show and they're done they're absolutely done and i can see i I like the islanders mainland tomorrow i will take any team other than like the Sabres or the Devils mm-hmm. or maybe the Rangers, if they're underdogs against Pittsburgh, I'll take them every single time. Let me contradict you there. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit. Let's argue a little bit. I know our viewers have reached out and said, hey, let's talk about a little argument about a pick. Right. I'm going to give you why I like the Penguins. Hot. New front office. I know – You know, both us liking hockey, we know about the game. Being from Pittsburgh, I might be a little bit of a homer team. In the Penguins-Islanders matchup this year, the Islanders won 4-3 straight out. Regulation play. And then the Penguins won 4-3 in a shootout. The Islanders, for sure, have fucking waxed every team they play. They played the Bruins, the Sabres twice, waxed them. 3-1, 4-2, 3-0. We're talking a great hockey team. Three in a row. 
And you know what? I'm taking a long shot. I'm taking the Pens minus one and a half. And I think the over five and a half is happening because, you know, the last two games they played, they had seven goals. Seven fucking goals. So I like the over more, but I like the Pens one and a half. I know you like the Islanders. But to be honest with you, the Pens are buzzing. Tough game. 3-0 loss against the Washington Capitals at home. We're going at home again against the Islanders. I could see something happening, but on the other end, you got some good shit about the Islanders. Yeah. Uh, I'm not disagreeing with you on the over. I like mm-hmm. the over. I think we will probably see some goals tomorrow. I'm not confident enough to bet it, but what I am confident in is this mm-hmm. hot Islanders seem to come out and just take care of business. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have insider, you know, I, I have a little bit of news. Go ahead, hit us with it. So you're asking for for insider news, and I'll, I'll give you something. Okay. I know what John Marino's up to. He's the number one D pair of this team. This mm-hmm. guy doesn't give a shit about hockey. No, no. You, you think he likes girls more than hockey right now? I think he Young does. Buck. I think he does. I have I have news from a, a close source that I'm friends with. Mm-hmm. This guy's pegging some random whore right now, and yeah. I think he does that every night. And he got paid, and, and we, now he has we a little money in his pockets, and he's he's just not focused on hockey. And we talked to her a little bit, and my God, I mean, I could see right now, John Marino needs to focus on other shit. He needs to focus on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Making the fine, making the playoffs first off, and worry about the bitches later. I mean, winning a Stanley Cup, he'll he'll make it happen with the bitches. Just oh fucking God. lay off this girl. You it, know, cut the shit. You're in like game twenty of the regular season. Pussy's pussy. He's a huge product of the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, we we do a little podcast. We get pussy. This guy plays in the NHL. I mean, this guy like. He does. He doesn't need to do anything. No, nothing, nothing. And it's fucking panty soup for this guy. It really is, and this guy can literally tell who he is and tell who he plays for, and it's a freebie. It's a freebie for this guy, and he looks like shit too. I don't understand it, but it doesn't matter. Like no. he doesn't need to try. Doesn't no. need any effort. But his mind's on a different place. Absolutely, and that's kind of. Kind of why I'm bought into the Islanders. Exactly. Well, while you're bought into the Islanders, I want to tell my fans who, you know, have been following us a little bit, know Johnsy's picks, know how crazy I am. I also wanted to let them know I am on the pens. Exact score tomorrow to win four to one in this hockey game. It is going to be a 21 to one odds. I, I put $5 on it to win $105. Let's see what happens. Five dollars win one hundred five. I respect the pens. I think they're going to win by at least two because I took minus one and a half. Give me three one with an empty netter to make it four one. We'll see what happens. I know you don't like it. I know you like the Islanders. So all the fans that you know hate the disrespect, stay the fuck off it. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I wanted to hit you with my other two NHL picks, okay, if possible. So um, my two other NHL picks. I have the New York Islanders. And the Flyers over five and a half. And I also have the under six and a half on Buffalo, Washington tomorrow. I think the New York, the New York Rangers and the Flyers. I think the Flyers are a great team. That's me coming from Pittsburgh. 
I know you're on that as well, correct? Yep. So over five and a half, and then the under six and a half in Buffalo, Washington. Washington, I think, is a great hockey team. I think they have the chance to win the Stanley Cup this year. Buffalo doesn't twinkle my uh, tickle my twine that much. I don't see them scoring. I could see like Washington scoring four. I can't see Washington or Buffalo scoring more than one, two goals. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. I I see this Philly game going over quickly. I like the Rangers a lot. I think Philly's a good squad. Um, the Rangers know how to put up points, and so do the Flyers. Right. You got one of the best teams in the East versus a team that's trying to crack in there. I think they have a little bit of a track meet. I love over five and a half in that game. Mm-hmm. And then the Buffalo-Washington game to me is such a bad hockey game. Buffalo sucks. Buffalo completely sucks. If Eichel doesn't have three goals, they're not – They're not. I agree. They're not even relevant. The Eichel, game. I mean, they were, that was a big shot, right? I mean, he's yet to show up though, right, you think? Yeah, I mean, Eichel, Taylor Hall, they're playing together and they've done nothing. I mean, those are two guys that have been drafted top five of each of their fucking draft years. And they have shown nothing, short of nothing, maybe. I mean, they yeah. need to figure it out chemistry within the lines. They need to do something for that Buffalo team to make something happen. And I'd like to see them get split up because maybe it'll, you know, create a little spark on some of the depth lines, but they yeah. don't even do that. And the three of them, they don't – that line just doesn't produce enough. And, and they don't. And for an over to hit, you need both teams to be contributing. So I, I don't I don't see it happening. And, Buffalo, then, and and if you give me six and a half, I love the under on that unless I think both teams can light it up. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see that tomorrow. Right. I don't either. And and with that being said, I think the, you know, the Buffalo team they, they have the they have the personnel. They have the they have the front office. They have the guys. I wish they would just split it up, change something up. Make something happen. I could see them being a top two, top three team in the division, in the mass mutual division. And, you know, right now when you look at the division, they're they're both they're what, sixth, seventh, or eighth. They're they're in the bottom three. With, you know, the, the Rangers and the Devils. Yeah, I think they're last. Yeah, you don't need that. With the team they got, you just can't have that. And it, it's tough to take to take teams that, you know, the over-under six and a half, and you're hoping that, you know, the cap- the Capitals aren't going to score seven. No. It, for a six and a half, you need both teams to show up. Yeah. I think Buffalo is kind of like the roster that's ready to be there, but they're just they're just not deep enough. Right. Right. I mean, they, ha- they have Eichel, Taylor Hall, Rasmus Dahlin, Ristolainen. They got guys on their team, but for whatever reason, this doesn't come together. I mean, on the back end, uh, you know, Dolan and Ristolainen, and they have a team that on defense can make something happen. Just absent. Just absent this year. Whether it's those guys, whether it's the rest of the decor, it's just just not there this year. It's hard to watch. It really is. Because I, I had a little – I had a good feeling about that Buffalo team, and you want Buffalo to be good, but – You really do. The hockey town, the race, you know, they need to make something happen. Yeah. They it, can't. It, they just can't. They can't. Their fans are fucking dead in the water. Yeah. They're, they're hoping they get these picks every year. They're like, 
you know, they want their wife to love them, but she's just not there. No. And, and I mean, there's wives leaving the Sabres guys for, you know, you know they, different teams. They're looking for prostitutes. At the you end you of got day. wives leaving to go to Anaheim, leaving to Chicago. I mean, these teams aren't even Fuck, good. I mean, if I'm banging one of these guys, I'm probably going to Anaheim too. Yeah, right. I mean, these teams aren't even good that they're leaving to, but Buffalo's that fucking bad that their wives are banging I mean if you've been to Buffalo you look in downtown Buffalo you're finding a great prostitute for cheap money 10 bucks I like cheap prostitutes I do too and Buffalo quite frankly is probably the spot for that way good way (laughs) good and to be honest with that being said we can make something happen you know with what do you got with the with the under on that but I'd like to move off it a little bit. Segway us. Segway, we're going to move over to college basketball. Okay. I know this episode's a little genesis, and we're going to talk golf, and I know the big shots tomorrow. But let's, let's talk let's a little college basketball. CBB. Yeah. CBB. BB. I, I only got. C, uh, BBC? BB. Nah, not quite. I mean, okay. if you uh, want to talk uh, about a little website action, okay. BBC might college be College basketball. This is Sorry. CBB. Uh, okay. Okay. College basketball. We and then we get off dyslexia. Yeah, yeah it's fine. Right. It's fine. The college hoops. Yeah, college hoops. We're gonna go with that because we get a little confused on our, you know, our searches and shit. It's fine. Yeah. I got two picks. I don't okay. know what you got, but I want to see what you got. Um, I'm gonna start off though. I'm just gonna give you one pick. You answer back with another pick. We'll okay. talk. I got. Iowa, Wisconsin. I got the under 146 points. I just think these are, you know, two decent teams. I think Iowa's a great team. I think Wisconsin's like a decent team. But I think there's going to be a lot of battle. A lot of battle, a lot of back and forth. I like the under 146. 146 is a lot of points. That's over 70 points each. I don't think it's getting there. I think there's going to be a lot of battle back and forth. This is a Big Ten matchup. Big Ten, you know, it's pretty difficult conference. I can see, you know, teams this close getting into it a little bit. I know you got, a, you know, a Big Ten matchup yourself. But this this one in particular, I think it's going to be a good battle. Yeah, you know, I, I completely agree. I The Big Ten has been awesome this year. These teams are so neck and neck. I think they're going to come down to the wire on this one. Mm-hmm. They're battling for seeding. Teams want to beat each other. I mean, I, we're, I, on, we're what, February 18th? February I think we, 17th? we have less than a month until the Big Ten starts and, and all the rest of the conference tournaments. For yeah, the and then March Madness for that. Four weeks. We're right around the corner. Wisconsin, I've watched this team play a lot of basketball this year. They mm-hmm. run the shot clock to zero every single possession. Hitting overs is so tough for this team because they just run it all the way down and they – they also play good defense on the other end. I think I was in for a tough game. I I don't know exactly what happens with the outcome, but 146 points is a lot. A lot of points. It's a, a lot, lot of, of points. points with the Big Ten. Especially for a team that runs down the shot clock and also plays pretty good deal on the other end. I'm I'm with you on the under. I think, you know, I think we see 65, 60. 
something like that. I think it's going to be a very under 146 points. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I, it's going to be close. Iowa can score. Luka Garza is legit. Bohannon, they have guys that can right. you know, fill right. it up. And those guys but are phenomenal. They're not going to get as many touches as they normally do because Wisconsin's going to control this game. They're at their mm-hmm. home court. They're going to kind of slow things down and you know, turn it into a little bit of a barn fight. 100%. And I think, you know, it's going to be a little barn burner. And with that being said, if you have anything on college basketball, go ahead and hit us with it. I got a couple picks. Okay. Um, I like Michigan dash okay. nine and a half tomorrow. Um, they're playing Rutgers. Rutgers kind of started off strong, but they've, you know, they've fallen off a little bit. Michigan's rested. They've played a game since they've been back from COVID. They're on their home court. This team is top 10 and, you know, offensive efficiency. Rutgers is very, very, you know, they don't have a whole lot. Right. And I think the, the books themselves are, you know, laying low because Michigan has canceled all their programs. Michigan hasn't played a whole lot recently. They haven't. And to be honest, I, I you know, they've been practicing. I mean, we know colleges, they've been practicing. Within their own, they practice. No matter what COVID says, no matter what, they practice. And I don't think the books, I don't think, you know, reality understands, especially if you've never played a sport, they, they have no idea that that team has been going at it. No, I think Michigan's ready to go. I think they smell the Big Ten on the horizon. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to be a high seed, potentially a one line in the in the NCAA tournament. Right. They're going to be ready. They're going to be hungry. Rutgers start off strong. They haven't been playing well late. I like the Wolverines dash nine and a half. I like home. that. I really like take that. Take care of business. And to be honest, I can compare it to Baylor. Baylor hasn't played. There are two seed. There are two seed haven't played in half a month. And they're still a two seed and they're fucking favorited over who knows who. I know they're just, you know, it's a different look. When you look at a number two seed and you look at Michigan, they, they act like it's a different ball game. We could see Michigan being a number one seed, worst case scenario, a number two seed in the March Madness bracket. So what's the difference at the end of the day? I, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. And knowing college basketball, knowing how March Madness works, teams haven't played in a while. But what, now Michigan hasn't practiced within their own, but Baylor has? Doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The same reason why Drake, they were 17 and 0 before their, or 18 and 0 before their game, they went 18 and 1. They were ranked 25th. Haven't lost a game in 18. Doesn't matter who you play. If you're a good team, you win 18 straight. Rank them a little higher. Give them a little confidence. Yeah. There's there's teams ahead of them that are losing three or four well, games. To be completely fair for the Drake Bulldogs, it's kind of fucking garbage. It really is. It's disrespectful. This team was ranked. Right. They were they were top 20 NCAA. They lose one game. Whatever it might be. I mean, they've won 18 straight. Fuck. Yeah, you might lose a game here and there. Yeah. They lose a game, and now they have to battle for their spot in the NCAA tournament. It's ridiculous. Are you, are you fucking It doesn't me? matter who you play. It shouldn't even be a question. They're, it should be the guys are They've lost in. one game. I don't understand. It's so disrespectful, and now they're not ranked good, and now their confidence is down, and now they're losing. They probably lost two, three games now. 
And now their conference blows dick, even though they were ranked and now they're questionable. And, and it's like now they have to win their conference just to get into the tournament. It's ridiculous. I mean, these teams have lost six, seven, eight games, and they're in. And this team has lost two or three, and it's a it's like, holy fuck, we, we ain't going to put Drake in. Yeah, Drake doesn't like belong it. in. I don't like it at all. I, I don't like the respect at all. The NCAA, just no respect towards this team. It doesn't matter who you fucking play. If you play sports, you know how hard it is when 18 straight. It doesn't matter who you're fucking playing, especially in the it's NCAA. A challenge. Challenge it, it, where anyone can beat anyone. It is. Hey, John, say I have one more pick for you. Go ahead, hit me with it. I like Colorado tomorrow. Colorado. Here we go. You're college good. basketball. College basketball. Go. I got this is my last college basketball pick. Okay. They're in Oregon tomorrow. Okay. Yes, Oregon's a good team, but Colorado, they are making plays in the Pac-12. This team is very legit. They just beat Stanford on the road. The Buffaloes. The Colorado Buffaloes. They're, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. They're going to make the tournament. You'll see them in a couple weeks on the big stage. They're getting themselves ready for, you know, a big showcase. And I like the Buffaloes a lot. You're going to go to Oregon tomorrow. You get points with, with Colorado, you know. I'll take points on team is that good. They're battling for, you know, a conference championship, and I think they take care of business. I don't, I don't know if I they win outright, but if you're going to be five points, I'll take it any day. Respectful. Respectful. Give them five points. And to end our college basketball, I want to give one more pick, and then let's move on. I want this to speak really quick. Okay. Over 136 points in BYU Pacific. The only reason I took it is I think Pacific can outweigh BYU. I don't think BYU's been strong this year. I think Pacific's at home. I think they can make something happen. With that being said, I don't think they're going to win the game, but I think they're going to keep it close. Over 136 points. I could see both teams being, you know, up in that range of 65-70. It'll be a close one, but I like the over 136. But with further ado, fuck that. Let's talk Genesis. Let's talk golf. We cracked them last weekend. I cracked him. Had the outright winner, Burger. Talking a little bit. Pebble. We, we we had Pebble Beach fucking named. I'm up a lot of money just purely because Pebble Beach. I know you're up money. I know we did really good on top 10s, top 30s. I won Spieth. I won fucking Burger on top 10, top 30. And they both came in top 10. Burger won the fucker. I know you did really good. We got Burns. We got a bunch of other guys. And let's let's talk a little bit of Genesis. If you want to start hit, us off, please do because yeah, you know, yeah. this is I your hit, first Sabelli's first day. Crack him. I love golf. I know. We're, I'll I mean, lay that out there. I I hit on a couple top thirties, top forties. I was up money on the PGA last week in Pebble Beach. This week's a little different though. I will say. We're at a, a course that is, you know. A perennial, tricky track to play at. You're going to see a good winner this week. It's not going to be easy to score. And also, we've got a lot of horses playing this week. We do. And we have, a, you know, a winner of this week is going to be a big dog. It's going to take a guy that know, that wants to play and can consistently play for four days straight. Yeah. It's uh, not. You're, you're you, can't, fucking... you can't roll over and take a day off. No. With this kind of field. Everyone's playing. Anyone who means anything to the PGA Tour is in this event. And 
and there's a good reason why. I mean, this place hosts U.S. Opens, PGA Championships. They host high-level tournaments every year. The, the tour makes a stop there for a good reason. Right. It's a good track. It's right. extremely tough. It's a great test for these guys to dive into the course a little bit. Incredibly small greens. They're in, they're super fast. The course isn't super long, but when you have small greens like that that are really firm and fast like that, right. you just have to be incredibly accurate all four days, and you got to be able to roll putts. Right. And and again, we talked about it a little bit. If you're a big hitter, you're taking the fairway bunkers out of play at this course. Yep. And, and you really are. You talk the big hitters. You talk, you know. 350-yard drives, and you're taking bunkers completely out of the water. Nowhere to be found for these big shots that are, you know, high up on the charts. That's why, you know, their odds are a little slimmer because they're hammering the ball off the tee. They're taking hazards out of the way out on their first shot. Yeah, this course is set up hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. The these current day players can blow these tee boxes out of the water. They're gonna launch the ball off the tee. Um, you know they're they're gonna they're gonna pass out these fairway bunkers. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean that's the big thing with big shots. I mean, if they take the big shots and make something happen, then you know. Without the fairway bunkers, th- this course could be a whole new game for these fellows. And, you know, with that being said, I, I want to talk about a little bit of our first, you know, uh, at least my first my first go around for these guys. I want to talk about a guy that's been playing really good golf. I mean, we talk all the time. We talk about different guys. And I talked about Spieth last week and how he finished well. I mean, he was in the top five. He did really well. But I, I want to give it this week. Um, but before we even start on this, I'd like to give a shout-out. I mean, we have Twitters. We want to follow these guys. I want to give a shout-out to Adam Sandler, Shooter McGavin, 25th anniversary yesterday, two days ago. Happy Gilmore came out on their 25th anniversary. And if you haven't watched the video of Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, take a crack at the golf ball and then Shooter McGavin's you know, response – Please give it a look. It's on Twitter. It's awesome. Fucking incredible. Hey, he, uh, shooter. Yeah, what do you say? 400 yards. Happy Gilmore. Uh, what do you finish? Dead last. Yeah, yeah, great day, though. Yeah, great day. Great day. Finished dead fucking last, but he hit the 400 yard drive hole in fucking one and didn't make it happen. He still came in dead fucking last. Of the tournament, and with that being said, it's just like great day though. It, it's a it's a Cinderella story. He comes back, he you know, short shooter buys his house, grandma's house, and you know, Happy comes back and says, "We're gonna fucking shove Gigi up his ass." Gets the house back, Gigi's happy. Fucking what's the dumb bitch's name that was getting the fucking Pepsi? Virginia. Virginia. But he didn't want a Pepsi. What do you want? Uh, Virginia? Diet. 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 He wanted diet. (laughs) And Virginia was, you know, fucking babysitting shooter. Probably got fucking dicked down by the guy. The end of the movie, Happy was stuffing her. Happy's sad dream. Fucking shooter is 
pegging yeah. Virginia? No. Sticks her. God, no. Sticks Happy's <laughs> dick is so far in Virginia. He can forget about the bitch that he was on the intercom with. Forget the, the tour. Scene. Forget the tour. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And with that being said, I want to hit you with my first outright, baby. Outright. My viewers know me. I like the outrights. We hit on Burger last week on the outright. I'm going to go with my first outright. Biggest favorite I got written down. Xander Schauffele, 15 to 1. I like where he's at. Zanman, we call him. He took off last week. I think he's going to crack him this week. Took a little rehab. What do you got for us, though? What do you think about Zanman? What do you got for us? I love Zanman. He took a week off. This guy shows up every single week. I've got him top 10. Okay. I don't have any outrights this week. I think it's such a big field. You have everyone and anyone that could possibly play golf at a high level playing in this tournament. I love Zanman top 10 because he's proven event after event. If he's playing, he's going to show up and he's going to play well. I like it. I like Zanman top 10. I think that's a great pick. Perfect. My next. Go ahead, hit us. Going down the board a little bit. I got Vaughn Taylor. This guy's Vaughn plus, Taylor. Plus 270. I got him top 40 at plus 270. Top 40, Vaughn Taylor. My two biggest metrics that I like this week. I like putting on fast and firm greens. I think these guys are going to have trouble putting all week. And my second metric is scrambling around the greens. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be tough to get up and down. The greens are so firm and small that I just think it's going to be a bit of a struggle to make birdies. You're going to have to hang on for pars and then make them when you can. He's very accurate with the driver. He's 38th on tour in driver accuracy. He's 13th in scrambling and mm-hmm. second on tour in firm and fast green putting. Vaughn Taylor, top 40. I and, think he shows up this week. He's had, out of his last eight starts, he's had four top 40s. This guy's, so, you know, half of his past eight, he's making it top 40, and I'm getting him at plus 270. And I think yeah. this course sets up well for him. I, I really do. I think the books are missing on him. It's a guy that, you know, is not talked about much. I really like where you're at on that. Vaughn Taylor, I mean, you, you said it. His stats add up to this course. He's been 50% on making top 40. And we think this course is in his favor at plus 300 or whatever. Yeah. I really think that it's great value. Awesome value. So I think it's a great pick. One more top 40. I got Brendan Todd. Oh, Todd. Incredibly accurate with the driver. This course, as you said before, it's not it's not incredibly long, but it sets up for the accurate player and also the heavy hitter. You pass the fairway bunkers if you can – you know, hammer the ball. I I put a little more emphasis on being in the fairway. I think you want a good chance to hit these small greens. You want to be in prime position. Even if you pound it past the fairway bunkers, I think you're going to have trouble out of the rough trying to land on these small greens because you just can't spin the ball out of the rough. I want guys that can hit the fairway and also hit the green at a high percentage and can roll the ball well. I think Brendan Todd fits that build. And I agree with you. I'm going to hit you with the top 40 as well. I got a couple more straight outs, top 10s, top 30s. I'm going to go quick here. Okay. Top 40. I got Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf, great golfer. Can hit the hit the fairways as well. I think he's going to be a great golfer. He can hit little greens. He's very accurate. Problem with him is doesn't really finish well. But I got him top 40 at plus 100. Even money. It's $5 to win $5. Make it happen. 
I also have top 40, Abe Answer. Abe Answer, great golfer. Took the week off last week. I think he's going to make something happen. I think he's a great golfer. I think it's disrespectful that he's plus money at top 40. Pretty much making the cut here at Genesis. He's going to be plus 105. I think he can make something happen. I got those guys at plus 40. So along with your guys, I got those guys at plus 40. And I also um, I want to run back to my my uh, you know outrights here. I got two more guys and then a crazy one. So I got Jordan Spieth. We talked about him. Crazy good. Four weeks ago, garbage. Two weeks ago, here he is. One week ago, might win the motherfucker. This week, I still got him again. I'm going to ride with him. 34 to 1. Abe answer. Talked about him again. Top 40 at plus money. Not only do I think he's going to be, you know, plus money at top 40, I'm going to take him at 75 to 1. I am. We're going to throw $5 on, see what can happen. We're going to talk over $350. Let's make something happen with him. My long shot last week, we saw it on TV ourselves. Missed the putt on the final day. Caddy laughing at him. Fucking garbage golf. Terrible. Hendrick Norlander. That was, we talked about it. Biggest garbage moment of PGA. He missed on the first hole of the of the fourth day, he was down a stroke to the leader. Missed a putt to make par, and then made the putt to, to get bogey. And the caddy's laughing at him. I don't know if he's going to go with the same one, but it was so disrespectful. What do you think? Uh, it it just ruined his day. I mean, this guy's one back. He fucks up. He, he You can tell he's nervous. He's in the final grouping on the last day of a big tournament. Mm-hmm. His caddy's fucking laughing at him. It's Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? He has no idea that if he wins the tournament, the fucking money I mean, God is... forbid he drops a stroke on the first goddamn hole of the tournament. It's unbelievable. He bounces back. He plays a good Sunday. After that, he was a little bit out of contention. Guys kind of pulled away and showed up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But holy fuck. I mean, this guy, he, he competes every tournament. I like Norlander a lot. I He's been kind of posted on the top of these betting. Right. And he's 130 to 1 yeah. on this tournament. He, he, he was in the top 10 last tournament. And, he, and he's weekly at the top 10. I mean, yeah. people respect him. And now this week, they're like, they're completely off him because maybe he had a little bit of a, a, a bad fourth Sunday. And, and, and he. Appears to be showing a little bit of inconsistency. I mean, it's I don't see yeah. it. I don't see it. I like him to win outright. I think that's awesome odds. If you want to take him top forty, he's going to make the cut and he's probably going to play well. I mean, a five dollar bet wins you over five hundred dollars on Norlander, who's been there weekly. It doesn't make sense to me. This guy has he's made something happen. Golf. He played good at Pebble Beach. Forget the fourth day. He played a good fucking game at Pebble Beach. He was in there the whole time. Absolutely, it's unbelievable. And, and, you know, let, let's get off the outrights a little bit. Let's talk top five, top ten, top thirty. I got a couple for you. I'm going to fucking rattle them off quick. Got it. I got Jordan Spieth. We're going to get him not only on top ten, but top thirty. I like both his odds. Top ten. He's 3.6 to 1, 360 to 1. And I, I just, you know, I can see him. I, I got him winning the fucker. I think he's been playing great golf, so I'm going to just ride him. Top ten. Not only that, top 30 at minus 115. I, I really think he's going to be top 30. At minus 115, I think it's free money. I could see him coming in 
realistically, without a stretch, top 20, top 15. I really do. Top 30 is way too disrespectful for him, who's been playing good golf at minus 115. I think he's just really feeling himself. Yeah. I mean, to get Jordan Spieth top 30 around even odds four years ago would have been unthinkable. I mean, this guy was a, a week-in, week-out favorite to win every single tournament that he played in. Mm-hmm. He took a little bit of a downstretch, and I don't want to say that he's back, but he's very close to back. He's, he he's playing awesome golf. I don't think he – he hasn't quite figured out how to show up on Sundays, which – you know, needs to be fixed a little bit, but you know, showing up on Sunday doesn't quite matter when you're looking for him top thirty. No, it really doesn't. Because if he's in sixth place and he finishes at twelfth. It doesn't really matter that, that cash. Especially on a Saturday, on a Sunday. You know, it doesn't really matter. But I got one more guy, top thirty. I know you like this. Great guy we talk about. Great golfer on and off the course. I got Scotty Scheffler, top thirty. What an amazing golfer. We both think that. I got him at plus money, plus 110, top 30 on this weekend in Genesis. Another Texas guy. Mm-hmm. This guy is way too good to be plus money on top 30. He rolls into every single event, and he just plays good golf. Yeah, he really does. He can go out, Impressive. And, he can go out and just shoot 62 at any given course. He's... He's really uh, an up-and-coming star in this sport. I think he's going to take over at some point. You'll see a passing of the torch to Scotty Scheffler. I think he's that good. I think it's only a matter of time before he wins, and and fuck, that might happen this week. Right. And if not this week, I think he still plays well. And and, and the guy is just, I, I think, at top 30, disrespect at plus money. That's why I have him down. Scotty Scheffler, plus 110, top 30. But without further ado, we're back. Pumbaa's gone. Fucking Sabelli's here. Let's talk fuckhead parlay. Sabelli. What do you got? Fuckhead parlay. We got a four-legger for you fellas here. Listen to the podcast. Give me leg one. Leg one. NHL. St. Louis Blues. Money line. Moneyline versus the San Jose Sharks. San Jose sucks dick. I can't see it happening. St. Louis, going to make it happen. St. Louis is a wagon. Great team. They're coming off a tough little seven-game stretch against Mm. Phoenix. That's a lot of games against the same team. I think they're happy to be away from them. San Jose blows. They might shitwreck San Jose. San Jose is just not a good team. They, you know, they've... They've gotten a lot older. They mm-hmm. don't have a lot of talent left on that roster. I think their time is over. St. Louis is going right. to take care of business. They need to come out. They need to get wins to make the playoffs in that division. I love the Blues. Right. And go ahead and hit us with the second part right here. NCAA basketball. Go ahead. I got I got a pick for you guys. NCAA. I love Ohio State tomorrow. They're playing the Penn State and Indy Lions. This Ohio State team, number four in the country, playing against Penn State. Yes, it's in Penn State, but this team just loses games. You know, they we've seen them lose to Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa. Um, you know, it it it's been a bit of a struggle for Penn State. I think giving them five and a half points is just a little little slim. 
I'm giving an underdog points. Yes, they're at home. I know it's, I know it's a, a, a conference game, but Ohio State is just that good. I think they yeah. beat them by eight, nine, and possibly it, double digits. And it's another Big Ten matchup. I respect it. I called my buddy over there from Penn State tonight, and I said, what the fuck? Why is Penn State, you know, plus five and a half against this team? I mean, they're giving five points. We're going to take a money line. This is the fuckhead parlay. We'll take Ohio State money line. And and with that being said, I'm going to hit you with another NCAA. I'm going to take Stanford money line at Washington. Pac-12, Stanford kind of rolling lately. Give me Stanford. I don't like Washington. I got a buddy from Washington. Big pussy. Actually a living big pussy. My God, yeah. Just gives me more effort towards Stanford. Give me Stanford, and then go ahead. We, this is a four-legger. Go ahead and hit us with the last one here. I'm going to give you the last leg. It's probably our favorite pick of the night. Uh, we talked about it earlier, but I'm just going to go back to Buffalo, Washington, on the under six and a half. Mm. I just don't see this Buffalo team finding a way to put more than two in the back of the net. And at that point, Washington's got to carry the load on over. And even at that point, I just don't see it happening. Washington's kind of struggling a little bit. They haven't played a lot of games lately. And Buffalo just isn't quite good enough. No, you know? not at all. And, and six and a half just seems like a lot of goals for these two teams. I don't love the under as much as I love the under six and a half. I think that number's way too high for this team. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I am fully bought into a little amount of goals, but six and a half between these two teams just seems a little bit too high for me. Too high. Too high. And, and we both know that. Washington, they can't score seven. Buffalo, we got them at one or two. We could see Washington at three or four. Which right, is under five number. or six. Exactly. Nowhere near seven. No, not at all. Not at all. And that fuckhead parlay, folks, is going to hit us at you place $10, you win $36.47. I could see us getting a little crazy on that, though. I could see us putting 50 right. bucks on that. Plus, and plus making something three, happen. 360. Yeah. Close to four to one. Mm hmm. I, I like all those picks. I really I, don't. I don't see where any of that goes wrong. Some of them are, are heavy favorites. And then there's yeah. there's a couple on there to make it that good of odds, you know, to not to not, you know, be that outrageous of a payout, but we can make something happen with, you know, ten bucks, twenty bucks, fifty bucks. Oh, be, absolutely. Well I mean, to be honest, ten bucks to win you thirty six, it could it could pay for everything we've talked about tonight. And and you know, Johnsy, good. Let me give you a sponsor. Good, buddy. That's with the last sponsor tonight. I want to talk to you about a golf brand. Oh, baby. we got into the Genesis Open. This is a golf brand that I've loved from day one. The bazookas. The bazookas are so awesome. <laughs> I've ne- I've never you. quite met a brand that matches perfection to, you know, lack of cost. I guess you could say they bring it every single time they release a product. They are incredible when it comes to club crafting. It's it's an awesome design. It matches any golfer at any skill level and they bring it consistently. I love this brand. Bazooka Golf Clubs are 
I think they're the future in this sport. I think they are. And and we know a buddy that has them. He he claims all the time. He shoots 10 under on any course. You put him on fucking um, Glengarry. You put him on Robert Shaw. You put him on these nine-hole courses. He's, shoot, he's shooting nine under. You put him on Pebble. He told, he told us he'd win the fucker. And then he goes... You ever been to Oakmont, fellas? Blah, blah, blah. Fucking, I'd shoot fucking 12 under. The other day, he goes to Oakmont. He clocks in a 14 under with bazookas. <laughs> Bazooka golf clubs, folks. And I can tell you, his 14 under at Oakmont wasn't him. No. And, and here's, the, fu- here's the funny part. It was the sticks. Yeah. And his hand on his nuts. You, you tell the sticks what to do. You got one hand on your nuts. We know he ain't drinking because he's allergic as fuck. He hates drinking, hates pussy, and in bed by 8 o'clock. But, man, my God, he's got the right golf clubs, shoots 14 under at Oakmont. I don't even think you can complain with the guy. No. Not at all. He, he bets there's, against us. And there's, we're so many, there's so many knocks against him. I mean, he genuinely rubs his own dick because he can't get anything more than that. Exactly. And we have Titleist, we have TaylorMade, we have Callaway Clubs, and these things are nowhere close. We no. can't make anything happen. No, he, he rubs his own dick, and, and we hate him for that. But at the end of the day, his golf clubs are elite. Way elite. As fuck. Way elite. And back to a couple episodes ago, to our original followers, that golf bag, goddamn good firewood. Things good at holding clubs, Good things good at burning fucking wood for us. Make something happen with a good fire pit. Get a nice lady next to you. Make something happen. <laughs> Bazooka. Thank you, guys. Bazooka. We thank Love you guys it. for listening in. We thank you guys for sponsoring us. And with Bazooka being said, we, we always talk about them. They're going to be the closers. So let's close it out tonight. Fucking crack them. Hey, look. I'm happy to be here. I know I replaced that fucking loser pussy Pumba. Yeah. And I just think we're we're in for a better time. Way better. Way better. The grass is greener ahead of us. That guy sucked. Yeah. And it's greener. And when we got Ernie on the back pocket, the guy can make something happen, man. I'm happy to have you here. The picks are there. Johnsy, I love you. Love you, man. Let's ride. Let's ride. Well, with that being said, folks, signing off Johnsy. And Ernie. And Ernie. Here we go, folks. Thanks for listening in. Episode 4, Genesis. We'll talk to you soon. Episode 5 coming up. Thanks for listening to the The Money Path. Genesis. Here we go, baby. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.